Doing welcome to Base Agenda, episode 218. This month, playing catch up with a great guest who's done an awful lot of music since I last interviewed him almost nine years ago. Hailing from the States, one half of Overclock, the man behind CHP Recordings. It is, of course, Grow. Back when I interviewed him about nine years ago, we checked out uh, the first release of Overclock, his collaboration with Ryan from Code Rising. A collaboration that's gone on and taken the electro world by storm still alive and kicking and we're going to hear some uh, forthcoming material from those guys later on in this show we're going to hear grow all the way through talking about his creative process influences and some other collaborations he's got going on i had to start the show with this track my one of my absolute favorites such a great use of the sample but even without that the synth work is just amazing this is moving to arborea by grow before we get into the interview thought I'd drop in one of my favourite overclock tracks called Suggestions. Lots of really cool stuff coming up. We do illusions, man. None of it is true. But you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colours, creeds. We're all you know. You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. You do whatever the tube tells you. You dress like the tube. You ate like the tube. You raise your children like the tube. You even think like the tube. This is mass madness, you maniac. It's God's name. You people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave. Turn them off. 
Overclock. Now it's time to get into the interview. First up, we had a chat about his uh, work in progress project with Anthony Nuzzo called Astro Accessor. Fantastic stuff. We started this project um, a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, We both have passion for other styles of music aside from electro. And, yeah. you know, we talk about these, we were talking about these songs and stuff that we liked. And we're like, why don't we ever take a crack at this? And and blend it in with our electro for fun and mm. um we started doing that and that's kind of one of the things that came out of it we do we have a, an album worth of stuff we're both very picky it's never we've never quite gotten it all where we want it mm. um and this year we did say that's one of the things on our tables we want to get all that stuff sorted and we have some songs that aren't finished that are really cool mm. and what it is is it's kind of like a mishmash of um 
cold wave post-punk yeah, yeah. um electro clash and then you put that in a blender and pepper it with a little electro mm-hmm. style thing and just go for it you know we turn the ele- the vocoder off and uh it works man it's, it's who's on got, is, that you, you know? is that you doing the vocal yeah well that's yeah. me on those vocals yeah but anthony can sing too so we're gonna hmm. i okay. think we might have some songs where he's in there as well yeah, man, yeah you gotta do things like that and step outside your comfort zone to grow i think as a producer sometimes and like after making those mm. tracks when i step back to into my arena of my normal electro stuff like i had more outlook mm. and um i started it, it just gave me kind of a rekindled passion to attack the regular electro songs as well just from right. looking out with different processes and you know, using different instruments, different sequences. It's mm. very, it's really um, something all producers should do at some point, I think, is take a stab yeah. at something outside your comfort zone. And um, nobody is all one emotion all day long, you know? It's good to represent mm. the 360 degrees of human emotion that we all have in our music. It's much more fulfilling, Sure. you know? You don't always wake up at like, 6.30 in the morning and be- get off to work and put on some electro bangers, you're not always feeling that, you know? Like, sometimes mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're vibing a little bit or whatever. And it's fun to write songs that express that. You know, mm. so. Yeah, very cool. And lyrically, I mean, where do you, where did you, where did you come from on that one? How did, how did you... Well, these songs, they have, uh, there's, you know, an outlook of, they are a little dark and, you know, mm. depressing, but they also, they try to have a, an outlook of overcoming that aspect of life but um they do um kind of a lot of the astro excessive stuff kind of bases and pain and hurt and you know the things that we all deal with suffering to a certain extent whether it be mm-hmm. in love money or life or health um yeah. but i think that it does try to it doesn't have an overall message of we're screwed forever it kind of you know it's more of a being strong from these things type of mm. thing mm. so it's not like totally emo but um i definitely touch on some of the more you know aspects of life that are darker and more suffering mm. and stuff uh yeah yeah it, it, it goes with the with the vibe of the tunes i think yeah that for sure man i mean i don't know why it's something maybe it's something wrong with me but that's the sort of stuff that always gets my attention for some reason you know i think we can all relate to that kind of exactly that's the thing it's the human condition that you know it's not everything is all you know pizza and concerts you know there's 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 probably you know we all deal with you know and the things that we all deal with that we can relate to kind of brings us together you know and that's one of the things music does so hitting on those things is universal
This is the Egyptian Love, and you're checking into the Base Agenda Radio Show. Doing it like this, 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 for you, baby. So did you choose because you were specific about the version you wanted the 12 inch version yeah that version that he um we act you know that we did for electro empire is actually i think the one you know it does it has the really good mastering from over there mm -hmm. um mateus actually worked with us a little bit about the sequence and he had some great ideas and you know Listen, he's a he's a really smart musician. He knows a lot about music, not yeah. just other people's music, but how to craft music itself. Mm -hmm. And um, just working with him for that, we we learned a lot. You know, I yeah. did definitely for sure. And um, I'm proud of how it turned out for sure. It mm -hmm. it took a long time, but just you know, getting that record out was worth it. It's definitely I, when I look at it or listen to it, um, I feel definitely proud of it.
overclock tracking here as well, right? Which is correct. Yeah, yeah 2080 um, Hive. Yeah, we've got a three or four tracks going. Um, it's mm. been tough for us to link up because we work totally different hours these days. Right. And um, but I've got summer coming up, so we'll easily be able to wrap up all our stuff um, mm. real soon. And yeah. um, not quite sure uh what we're gonna do with that stuff just yet or if we're if i'm gonna release on chp or if we're gonna shop it or not i'm not sure we haven't discussed mm -hmm. um like i said before i've got a little you know some solo stuff coming out this year that i'm not supposed to talk about but it's exciting so okay. people could be looking for that um cool Cool. But uh, yeah, the overclock stuff is always a lot of fun. We've got three different, like totally different tracks going. So um, three or four tracks, one slow, and, and all the other three are different BPMs, which is cool too. Mm -hmm. um, cool. And a little bit of a different approach, dark in between and mm. everything else. think of that obviously there's that this the sci-fi dystopian thing but there's also a bit of kind of social commentary element in there too you definitely the social commentary the you know the conspiracy theory polit pol political thing of uh you know the wool being pulled over our eyes and to open yeah, yeah. up our minds type of thing that's definitely an overclock theme that hasn't gone anywhere. For sure, you can look forward to some of that stuff. Well, there's been no shortage of material since we lost. Oh my it. goodness, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. For real. 
There's and samples out. I've got a sample library longer than my arm right now of stuff for that. Check out uh, new release, new collaboration. EP actually came out today called Robo Sapienism, which is Grow collaborating with Cyborg Rhetoric.
we both kind of go back and forth. Like with, when I work with him, it's uh, it's different because we don't have any problems working together, but we both do everything. Um, whereas usually when you work with somebody, you each you identify what are the things that each person does, yeah. and then you kind of have your well, I'll handle this and you handle that type of mm -hmm. thing. So with him, we, yeah. we get in the studio and we're both like pushing at the keyboard or getting in front of machine, you know, it's, which is cool. We both do everything. We and right down to the art. We both mm. do art as well, the graphic design as well. So okay. um, it can make for fast work at times and it can also make for slowed down work because we both want it. We both have an opinion, which is cool. Mm. So um, there's there's definitely mm. two people to get through for quality control on every little aspect of our track. Yeah, yeah. But you obviously managed to do it without killing each other. So that's right. Yeah, so far, so good. <laughs> well, I'm saying that. I'm assuming he's still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is. He is. We'll keep it that way. <laughs> that's cool. Now, that's really cool. So what's his sort of musical background? How did you guys hook up? Uh, well, we've been friends for a long time. He's always been a fan of electro, but he mm -hmm. his productions were more in the house genre, in the house world, and, you know, and other electronica. Um, Okay. I think he started uh, more making electro a couple years ago. He's got like a full album of it ready mm. to go. He's kind of just been very picky. He's a very picky producer as well. So he's trying to get it perfect and it's going to be awesome. It's got a lot of influence from it's, a, you know, he's got a real creative outlook on it. He takes influence from freestyle and, you know, traditional electro, some of his old roots. It's all slapped in there together. So what's really cool is it's not some cookie cutter like thing you've heard before the stuff he's making his album will be really interesting i think it'll be very well received yeah, um, and he's a lot of fun to work with because of that because it's not all he's not always ready just to pull in the same thing you know like he's down for different approaches and to try different things which is mm -hmm. which is kind of my brand anyway i've always been down for that you know yeah, i yeah. really like to keep things new and interesting and fun music from Grow and his various collaborators so far. Time to check out some of the tracks that influenced him to start making music. When we did our first interview about nine years ago, we concentrated mainly on electro. 
So we're going to take a look at some other styles, other genres of music that lit a spark for him. First up, the incredible Burning Inside by Ministry. I love Ministry, man. I know because you did some. You did a Psalm 69 remix years ago, didn't you? In fact, I, I think did. That, that might have been in the first episode that we did together. Yes, right? I think so. Yeah, I did um, do that uh, remix contest. Yeah. I haven't listened to Burning Inside for for a long time, and I've, I've, I've probably played it seven or eight times just today since you picked it out, man. It's still got some fucking balls on it. It's very, yeah, man, it's amazing, and it was it was like was fused it was the first time at that point when they were fusing you know the 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 band stuff into these like you know industrial electronic sounds and all the samples going at you and mm. i don't know it really influenced me i definitely think the overclock stuff might you know you can almost hear some of that influence in the you know not in the actual style but the approach with the samples and the you know the synths and the, just the, the the intensity mm. of it. You know, yeah. there's definitely a lot of influence from ministry and, and yeah. the way I make music for sure. Yeah. Definitely, I can definitely see that.
if you look at all the bands on the planet, I think The Cure might have the best and largest discography of any of them. Like how they've written so many banging songs. It's unbel- it's mm-hmm. it's hard to say. Like if you look back, it's just so many good albums one after another. It's just mm-hmm. I could you can't go I don't know, for me they're one of my all-time, you know, like favorites yeah. and just amazing and that song is my favorite one i think of all of them
in the track somewhere, and I can't think what it is. It's Gary Newman, isn't it? Down in the park. That's it, down in the park. Yeah, man, that's a great one as well. Yeah, why that? Why that one, man? That's another another guy who's got a lot of stuff to go through. Why that one for you? Of course, and his voice, man. I love his voice. Um, mm. It's just, it's one where. If I were to cover it, I can't do any justice to it. <laughs> you know, like he's got such a great voice. Like I wouldn't even try and like do it because, uh, you know, I don't think I could put a spin on that. You know, he's just got this iconic voice for me. And that song right there, every time I listen to it, it sounds just as amazing as it did. Like it's completely timeless, 100% timeless. Yeah, yeah. yeah if yeah. anything, it's, you know, like a fine red wine. Mm. It gets a little better. Yeah, I had the goosebumps came up on, on, uh, on still. To that yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really nice one. And that's the as a musician, that's what you shoot for. You want to make something that's just timeless, not just something that's you know the mm. the, the thing of the week. It's something that people feel inside. Yeah, you know, it's just not checking boxes for what's cool. It's mm. it's tapping into the soul, and that's what uh, these the, that song does to most people that he heard. I think. Yeah, for sure. And it's very hard to do that. Extremely.
Yeah, Jane's Addiction was a huge influence for me. Well, I their album that got me with, when I first heard Nothing Shocking, that album just killed me. I was blown away by it. The, the Perry Farrell's voice was, was different than anyone at the time and the effects he was using with it. It was just, and I, you know, I was really into the guitars and the, the drums. The whole band was just, they were on another level for me. I got really into mm-hmm. them. Um, um, you know, last time we spoke, I, I mentioned Anthony Rother. Yeah. Um, because, you know, that was more getting me into electro, but I was into mu- making music before I was making electro. And it was this mm. kind of stuff, you know, more band music. Yeah. Um, I think alternate. back then, I because I, the first few years that I did this, I didn't ask people for anything other than electronic music. Right. And then as, as time went on, I, you know, got a little less purist about it, which I think is for the better person. Yeah, it's interesting to see where people, we all came from somewhere different, you know, and we all kind of end up in an electro, but if you, you find a lot of electro producers have different, they branched in from different areas. Some came from more of the hip hop school mm. and, you know, some came from more alternate and industrial stuff. It kind of, it's like a mm. mix, it, it, it does work in both ways, you know, mm. so. For sure, um, yeah. And I like both ends of it too, you know, I like the more, the dancey, happier, hip hoppy kind of, you know, stuff that came from clear and stuff like that. Mm. As a, and also the dark stuff that I tend to write more often. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So what is it about that particular, that's a really short song, but it's just quite a journey. I find that song with, with and as you say, something about his vocal, it's one of those songs you listen to it and you feel like you're 10 feet tall. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That's does what that it is. It, that just, makes sense. It's like poetry in motion. That song. It just got me. And when I, hmm. I don't know, it just made me feel invincible at that age. I was in high school, and like it just, yeah. I don't know. It just, it did. It made. It was one of those things, like you said, makes you feel ten feet tall. Helena Hauf und ihr hört Base Agenda Radio. 
I got two types of music. There's good music and there's and bad, bad, music. bad, 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 bad. Whatever style, Whatever they, style may be. they may be. Hi everyone, this is Flake ESC, and you're listening to Place Agenda. by Fleck. Yes, see, man, that is... What well, an amazing track. First of all, I've always thought Fleck is, you know, one of my favorite peer mm. producers, you know, someone who's, like, kind of started around the time I did and came up with, yep. or around, you know, it's just, he's taken it to such a, a an amazing level. He's such a pro, and he makes so much music, and it's such high quality. The amount and the quality of it is yeah, kind of intimidating, you know? He just cranks out these tunes. And they're brilliant, you know? And that one right there, I just, it, it gets me every time I listen to it. It's a beautiful song. Very complex uh, arrangements of the sounds and mm. very cool sounds if you listen to them. He's not using a lot of, he's making a lot of sounds that I haven't heard yeah. in other songs. He has a real unique, quirky kind of style, but it's very organized at the same time. It's just, mm. I love it. I, I can't get enough of it.
then these other two here, man, these are... Fracture and Sam Bingo. Yeah. Yeah, man. these are... I never even knew of the, these artists. This album is incredible. Um, well, do you know what? I looked on Bandcamp at it, and you know you can see how many people have bought an album on there. Well, if, if they're a registered user. That's a sold some copies, man. Oh my god, you see how many times you have to hit see more to yeah, see yeah. all the people like, that have bought it? Yeah, it's like three or four screens worth, man. It was, I was like, wow, that's crazy. I mean, again, I, I'm not, the name's vaguely familiar, but I, I don't think I've got anything like that. But one of those tracks, and I won't get I won't get it right now, one of them in particular, I thought had a bit of a Volsock vibe to it. I don't totally, think. and Volsock yeah. is, and that's exactly it. You know, Volsock is really my favorite influence of my style. Like. I mean, Volsock is where it's at for me. Like, mm. that's my number one mm. favorite, favorite, favorite stuff. I mean, they weren't the first that got me into Electro, but they were the ones that really got me, like, hunting for my own style and into just, it really, it just resonated with me instantly, mm. that style of music, the way they had that sound. Yeah, and yeah. this kind of reminds me of it, that, um, that what was the Folds track had a Volsaki, real Volt yeah, tweaky all over the, the sound, all over the place and just real like, you mm. know, some crazy modular kind of sounds and, um, but there's more on there. You mm. should check that whole yeah. album out. It's I a, saw it's your comment on Bandcamp. I think, yeah. it was I think you named three. Yeah. Um, Those are my three favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, very cool.
Informant, aka Zap. And right now you're listening to Base Agenda. to know everything but I, I I come across a lot of music doing this so I was surprised that I hadn't really heard of them and then I was even more surprised that they would they'd sold so many because like normally when you hear a name it's like they haven't sold many because they haven't established but they've obviously got a following that I've completely slept on man so. we're gonna see more of that kind of thing as electro mm. makes its way into bigger genres because you've got house yeah. DJs dropping electro in their sets now you've got Definitely. Um, you know, different, you know, bigger, bigger, uh, bigger festivals that you're hearing electro tracks make their way into sets. Mm. And as that happens and people see that people love electro because it's the shit, um, they're going to start <laughs> making albums like this, you know, and there's going to be a lot of money behind the production. And these people are good producers, you know, so. Mm. I think it's good for electro overall, but it's going to make it hard for us to know where to look because we're going to start seeing artists like this come out of left field that just yeah, knock great. out the park. It's great, man. I mean, you I'm know? thinking back to when we did the first show. And I mean, really, the, for the first, God, it might have been like the first three or four years of me doing this. I think most of the conversations I had and things I was posting and people were posting on Facebook was was coming from a place of frustration that Electro never wasn't getting enough, wasn't appreciated enough, you know. Exactly. Now you look at the last sort of five years, I guess, four or five years, it seems to just really be on another level. It's uh, it's great to see. Yeah, I'm going to look into those guys a bit more. I think they're from London as well. 
I think so too. I mean, I have to look into them more. And if you read on the, the one of them wrote, I think Fracture wrote a really cool um, explanation of the album and their journey through making it on there. And they sound like really mm. cool musicians with a lot of passion for their craft. I guess that they started mm. with um, a chord. They sampled, I guess, uh, some chords from this some classic synthesizers that they, you know, rare synthesizers and right. worked around those chords for the mm. whole album. Okay. Of, so I guess their uh, influence was actually some instruments mm. that, they, that they got uh, access to. Very interesting. And mm. you can hear it in their sound process. Everything mm. is so lush and 3d yeah. and in its own place and production purposeful. values are very good on that this yeah and all the songs are different yeah. but they sound like they go together which is great too mm. you know it's not a boring album in any anyway mm. just going back to volsock i'm just curious what if you had to choose because it might be nice to drop a volsock track into this what would you uh i can't pick just one because they're all so good they're all so good and they all have every single one has just you know something about it that makes me come back and play it again oh man i don't know i think compuphonic intelligence might have been the first one i heard uh, yeah, that yeah. may have been the one that got me first Things have, mainly things have changed with me is more my process. Um, yeah. You know, like say. I have a totally different music process and different, um, 
you know, approach and I'm using different plugins and stuff like that. That's more changed. My influences mm. and stuff are pretty much the same stuff, you know. Um, I used to write out a lot of words to describe where I wanted to go. And I still sometimes do that with adjectives. I would write out, um, okay. you know, I want to make a track and, it, you know, it should fit these adjectives. And I would look at them as I was creating. And if something didn't fit that, I would, you know, kind of get rid of that part, you know, just to stay on track so it wouldn't just turn into, like, if I wanted to make something that was, like, dark and emotional, and all of a sudden some little happy, you know, cowbell made its way in there, it, it would be, I would take that thing out, like, or whatever it might be, I don't, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I kind of, I've really, I got sick over the years of burying so many tracks, and I, so, what I've been working on is refining my process so I don't waste time. Right. Um, the older I get, the less time I have for music. Mm -hmm. um, and I want that time to be effective when I when I get it. So I've really just, I don't do the second guessing stuff anymore. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I start a machine, I make a beat and I make parts that go with it. If it's crap, I dump it right there. I don't even start to sequence anything. Um, if it's awesome, I'll bring it in. You know, I'll make a few of those and then bring, I'll listen to them again and whatever the best is, I'll bring that into Ableton and start turning that into a track. Okay. Um, it, it makes it, cause I can make a beat with some parts super fast in the machine. It's really quick. Mm, yeah. um, and you know, when it's got that, when it, you know, makes the hair on the back of the neck stand up, that's, those are the tracks I take in and actually turn mm. into a song. Okay. Whereas I before I kind of turned everything I started into a song and that's not the way to go about it because you know, no. not all our ideas are great. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Okay. So it's kind of a quality control thing you've, you've kind of developed quality control and time management um it, yeah. getting machine was a real helpful thing as well like that software is very intuitive um mm. and very fast uh with this it's just really great it keeps all your stuff in one place mm. um you're just hitting you're, there's no in between you know you're not fighting the computer for anything it's like all right next part boom 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 your hands on every sound mm. everything's in key it's really nice I, I just really find it to be a fast workflow yeah. um so does that mean you're getting stuff out of your head into reality kind of yeah real much, quick much, before much you quicker, lose yeah. the idea yeah and yeah yeah and then, you know, also you're not getting tied up into trying where's the beginning, where's the end. You're just right at the meat and potatoes. Mm. And if that if that's the if the core essence of the song, that's you know, that if that sounds good, then you know you've got something, you know, like mm. whereas sometimes when you get into the die, you might start on the left and start working right, which can be a real bad idea. I found I know I used to do that start with an intro and then move mm. my way in. It's like, why bother even inviting people to the party if the party is boring you know like basically like make the party then make the invitation and the exit you know like i just right, right. i feel like um you know i was kind of doing it a little backwards and i also used to start with lyrics at times too i never do that anymore now i start with beats and bass lines only and then i write everything around that and i i feel like it's really helped me um not waste time Right. Much cool. harder to put, you know, like put the to go the other direction. Even though the lyrics and the concept may be very important, I feel like when you start there and then put everything around it, it's much harder work. 
Mm -hmm. it's easier work to build around a beat, you know, because that's the stuff that, it, you know, getting all those sounds to sit in their own place and everything is what's important. If your beat is fighting other elements, then your track is crap. The beat's got to be the, the driving yeah. force behind everything. And I think that's what I like and still like about your earlier stuff as well as the new stuff is that the, the, the dynamics are there. Do you know what I mean? It's, Thank you. The punch is in the right place. The, the space is in the right place. You know, that, that's... And with Electro, you've got to do that. It's been a lifelong journey of trying to learn and get better. I, I, you know, I, humble, I get humbled after hearing every session. I learn a little bit each day and I try and keep getting better at it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. As we all do. It's very scientific, you know, like everything's got to be in its own place and I, it's ironic like now i find my like back last time we talked all my tracks were like you know 70 80 channels mm -hmm. now my average tracks are like 30 35 maybe oh, wow. 40 you know so yeah. i'm i'm doing i'm achieving it in less tracks mm -hmm. um yeah. i think and just more automation and making the sounds bigger in their space as opposed to what does this track need oh i'll add something else which would used to be my go-to way mm -hmm. now it's more like oh what can i take away to make these other things stand out more yeah it's kind of more my less, less is, is more i was gonna say that's that kind of yeah. less is more thing yeah yo this dj godfather checking in live from detroit and you're listening to bass agenda Modulation, oscillating across the nation. Circuit sonic, robotic, monophonic, android. Input level, modulation. Monophonic. <laughs> 
last track for part one of the show love and thanks out to Grow for taking part for a second time in uh, Base Agenda lots of stuff you can go out and buy right now plus some great stuff coming up soon as well this final track is another new overclock track coming out sometime in the future called Digested 1.0 and after this I'm going to spend about half an hour having a look around the promo box see what other electros kicking around out there
This is Mariska Nierman. You're listening to Base Agenda.
This is R.I.U. and you're listening to Bass Agenda. Great new music around as always, lots of different styles of electro. We kicked off the promo section here with uh, O Bergman with Nocturnal Detour, then an amazing track from Mariska Neerman, something new there called uh, Do You Know This Place. Following that we had uh, Nala and Nikki Nair with Escape, the track we're sitting on top of right now coming soon on uh, No Static Automatic which is uh, REU's label, of course. Uh, fantastic new EP from Ben Pest. That was Direct Slaps. And coming up next, something filthy from Rogue Filter, forthcoming. A track called Everything Can Become One.
Missoula, and you are listening to the wonderful Base Agenda. it for this month on Base Agenda thanks for tuning in just need to tell you what this final track is we've been listening to it's uh, something new from Mazula track called Curve brutal stuff as you'd expect from him love and thanks out once again to Grow for taking part in Base Agenda good to catch up with him make sure you go back check out his past uh, releases check out Overclock of course check out CHP Recordings on Bandcamp check out that new release with Cyborg Rhetoric Keep an eye out for the other projects that he mentioned as well with uh, Mark Starr, Anthony Nuzzo. Full track list for the show and download will be available at some point next week on soundcloud.com slash bassagenda and bassagenda.co.uk. I'll be back next month with Francois Dillinger from Detroit. Until then, take care. Enjoy your weekend. Cheers. <laughs>